Hello, and welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. Wellness Wednesday is sponsored by 3W Medical for Women, a nonprofit medical clinic offering free of charge or low cost reproductive health services to women in the Seattle area, regardless of income or insurance status. 3W does not profit off of the reproductive health choices women make. The information shared in this podcast is the opinion of the speaker or speakers. Medical information is not intended as individual medical consultation, but for general education only. Always consult your own health professional for personalized advice regarding medical decisions. And if you're in the Seattle area, consider making an appointment to consult with us. I'm Helen Nguyen, CEO and co-founder of 3W Medical for Women and the host of today's podcast. Hi there, Wellness Wednesday listeners. Welcome to Wellness Wednesday with 3W. This is your host, Helen Wynn, CEO of 3W Medical for Women. So excited for this podcast because we love it when we get new guests in, especially guests that just get us, you know, which is so hard these days because everybody's like on different wavelengths. But I feel like Nicole really got us. And and that's why we reached out. That's why I had my team reach out to her on Instagram. She's Insta famous, we want to say. Well, at least she's Insta famous to us. And she is approaching the menstrual cycle health and overall health from from a different paradigm that really aligns with our mission and our goals here at 3W always. And it, it it's about really heavily focusing on the educational side of medicine and really informing patients about their rights, about the pros and cons of their medication, about what what is the root problem of their issue and not just putting a bandaid over it, especially with women and reproductive health. I think that's like the go-to thing is to just give people a pill or give people some sort of device to track or, or to monitor their menstrual cycles. And I feel so passionately, if you've heard me say it again and again on these podcasts about that is doing a disservice to women's health. All of our bodies are so unique and it needs a unique approach. It needs someone that really sees us and the dignity that we hold within our own bodies. And I think Nicole just is just vibing with that right now. So thank you so much, Nicole, for coming on to our podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm really excited to be here. And that was a beautiful intro. Oh, thank you. Thank you. So Nicole is a certified holistic nutritionist that we found on Instagram. And we just have been loving the content that she's been producing on social media. It's getting a lot of attention. And we just wanted to, you know, ride her coattails a little bit and see so to get more people to tune in to what she has to say, because it's beautiful. So Nicole, I just want to hand it off to you. Could you give us a little bit more background about who you are, how you got into the this whole holistic wellness kind of approach for for your health and why you're so passionate about it. Yeah. Well, my story started a long time ago, like I'm sure most people's stories do, but I used to be obsessed with nutrition and food. So I wanted to become a certified holistic nutritionist, which I have since now. And Mm -hmm. it really stemmed through my experience on hormonal birth control. I went on hormonal birth control when I was about 16 and was on it for, I think, nine or 10 years. And when I first went on it, it was incredible because it gave me this quote unquote freedom or I didn't have to worry about too many things, et cetera. 
But then about three years into it, I started experiencing really negative symptoms and I had gone to see my healthcare professionals and each one of them dismissed me. I went to go see four different doctors within three years and intuitively I knew it was connected to my birth control. So in those sessions, I actually asked them and they fully dismissed me, said it that my symptoms didn't have anything to do with it. And then I was living in Vietnam for a while, actually. And Whoa, that's cool. <laughs> and I that's really when I started to connect to my body. I struggled with disordered eating for so long, and that's really where the obsession mm. with nutrition came from. But mm -hmm. when I was in Vietnam, I started to more so care about how I felt versus how I looked. And it was the first time that I recognized that I could share my knowledge with people about nutrition. And I was still on birth control at that time. And I kept having this recurring thought of, I don't know myself without synthetic hormones. Pretty much mm -hmm. since I was on these hormones, or pretty much since my body was producing these hormones, I was on synthetic ones. And I knew through my education and research that hormones played such a large role in who we are, how we think, how we act, how we feel, that I didn't know myself without synthetic hormones. So I ended up getting off of them. And even that last doctor's appointment, I remember it so clearly, like sitting in the sterile room, talking to her about how I wanted to stop taking birth control because I thought it was giving me anxiety and recurring infections and vaginal atrophy and all of these negative symptoms. And even mm -hmm. on that last appointment, she was like, nope, it has nothing to do with it. So I wow. am thankful that, yeah, I'm thankful I stuck to my guns and I did go off of it because then all of my symptoms went away. And I started to do a lot of research into birth control and found every single one of my symptoms either listed in this tiny eight point font <laughs> on this newspaper size pamphlet. Of course. Yeah, about, of course. But the thing about that is that even on the pamphlets, it's like, oh, if you have any other symptoms, visit the website or let us know. And mm -hmm. I started doing more research and found study after study that connected every single one of the symptoms that I was experiencing to birth control. And I felt so dismissed and disheartened and that I wasn't mm -hmm. able to be an active participant in my healthcare and wasn't able to have informed consent over my health. And, you know, through that research, I also started looking into reproductive hormones. And that was the first time that I found out that there was four phases to my cycle. And I was so shocked because here I am thinking that I'm a well-educated, well-informed. I've been into biohacking and nutrition for so long. I've been going through my holistic nutrition education. And it was my own research that taught me that there was four phases to my cycle. And again, that was really disheartening. So I, I you know, went down the rabbit hole with that and started doing a lot of research and started talking to other women about it as well. And they also didn't know anything about their cycle and would tell me about their symptoms and their experiences with healthcare professionals. And at the same time, I was nutrition and culinary director of a startup. And in that case, it was great because I was utilizing my education, but it was a really toxic environment. And they wanted me to create these meal plans that were able to be tailored to everybody or juice cleanses or whatever it was. And I'm like, but that's not how nutrition works. Like that's, we need to know what our bodies actually need. And mm -hmm. so as I was doing this research, started to think about how 
you know, all these hormones need to be supported differently and affect us differently. So why aren't we going with those fluctuations in regards to our nutrition and our lifestyle so that we can really support those those hormones, support our cycles and support our overall holistic health? Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's that's really how it started. I ended up bringing it to social media and it got really well received. And that was the first time Mm -hmm. that I was like, oh, this is a really needed service. This is really needed education. So that is really how I I got started. And, you know, the journey over the last about two years has been absolutely incredible and, and super impactful. And every day I'm reminded about how important this information is. And I think like you, I've started to focus more so on the educational aspects of it because, Mm -hmm. you know, I was seeing clients one-on-one and it was amazing because I was able to support them in the current situation that they were in. But I felt like I wasn't able to provide them with the knowledge and education to be able to manage symptoms as life happens, you know, because our hormonal health is significantly impacted by our, our life. And if we have, you know, big events in our life, or whatever it is. And as we age, things can come about. So I've now decided to really focus on that educational aspect and provide people with resources and education so that they're able to truly understand their own body. Because I think Mm -hmm. that's also where you find lasting change. Because I could tell someone to do something and they'll do it for, you know, three, six months to a year. But it's truly once you have that knowledge and you can understand the language of your body and you know how to support your your hormones and your overall health through nutrition and food is fuel and what our body runs off of. And, and so it's been a really, really incredible journey to be able to connect with like-minded people and to bring this knowledge to the world and hopefully in the near future, make it general knowledge. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow. That thank you so much for sharing your journey and your story. It's it's always so powerful to our listeners because they feel less alone because you know like you said you had the drive to say to first of all I just want to just I just love it that you were listening to your body and that it was telling you something and you didn't ignore it. Because a lot of people are, are, even in our society, actually, it tells you, ah, you know, it's fine. It's, you know, it's you just we, part we of go, being a woman. Yeah, it's just part of being a woman. Or you go to a medical facility or you go to a, a doctor's appointment and, you know, that person in that lab coat has this authoritative presence in your healthcare, And mm-hmm. for them to so quickly because you didn't fit in this cookie cutter kind of situation, they're so quick to dismiss what you're hearing internally. And I think that's something really powerful that women have across the board is that we have this intuitive knowledge about our bodies and that we need to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And just because someone in a lab coat, someone in a, you know, a, a position of power is dismissing us doesn't mean that what we're feeling is not valid. And so I I just absolutely love it that you went, you know, you know, you guys don't know what you're talking about. I know, I know my body. I live it every day. So that is amazing. And the second thing is it's it's just about informed consent. It's about mm-hmm. education. And education is power. You know, we hear that all the time. And what does that really mean? And you're living it and you're really, you know, putting that into practice. And then you're spreading the word about it, which is fantastic. It's what women do really well. 
is when we find something that works for us, when we find something that could benefit others, we don't hide it from people. And that's something that we try our best to do here at 3W is like how, okay, we don't, we might not be completely knowledgeable in every single subject when it comes to healthcare, but how do we partner with you to make sure that we're both educating ourselves? Because I guarantee you there's someone else out there that's struggling with the same thing that could really benefit from this conversation. And that's so important to, to tap into, to resources like you, to resources like 3W and make sure that you're getting all your your questions answered and that you're not crazy that you think your birth control is causing these issues. <laughs> so one of the things that you are are being formed in and being trained in right now is FEM, right? Which is so cool because we've been we've been doing FEM ever since for the last I want to say 2 years now. And how has that experience been for you? Why did you pick FEM? Because there's a lot of different tracking systems out there, lots of natural approaches to menstrual cycles out there. Why specifically FEM did you pick that approach? Yeah, well, with FEM, it was really because I I knew that there was other forms of birth control that we could avoid pregnancy without the need for synthetic hormones. And Mm -hmm. I obviously going through my own education and becoming a woman's health expert, recognizing that there's only really six days of the month that you can get pregnant. And we don't actually need to be on hormonal birth control if we're trying to avoid pregnancy. And we weren't taught these things. So FEM is like a, is a great program that allows you to truly understand your reproductive system and the fact that you're only fertile for about six days out of the month. And tracking your symptoms. And when I teach clients, I incorporate other biomarkers to track. So biomarkers being signs that our body gives us that tell us whether or not we are fertile or if we have ovulated, et cetera. So FEM has been a great experience to be able to really get that foundational knowledge to then be able to share and inform other women how to manage their fertility and be, be, you know, drivers of their own fertility journey rather than be lost and think that you only have one option of birth control or whatever else it is. So it's been a really cool experience to be able to share that knowledge with others as well. What have, have you ran into anyone that has said, oh, femme or, you know, these charting kind of approaches is just the rhythm method or it doesn't really work or, you know, all these misconceptions and stereotypes about this holistic, more natural way of approaching menstruation, fertility, ovulation. Have you ran into any of that? And what would you say to folks that has those misconceptions? Absolutely. And especially (laughs) being on social media and talking about this on social media, it's come about so often. And Mm -hmm. that is why I only recommend the symptothermal method of fertility awareness method, because Mm -hmm. A lot of people are like, oh, the calendar method, it's not going to, you're going to get pregnant. And I'm like, yes, because you're not actually tracking your fertility. You're basing it on previous cycles. But again, Mm -hmm. our hormones and our ovulation may happen at different times. So that is risky if you're not really well informed about it. And that's why I love FEM and, and teaching fertility awareness method, because it's not just that you know, you're counting the days, but you're actually tracking the signs that your body is giving us, right? So as you know, 
you're only fertile about six days of the month because you have this estrogenic cervical mucus that mm-hmm. sperm can actually survive in. If we don't have that mucus present, then the vagina is an acidic environment that doesn't allow sperm to survive more than a few hours. Mm-hmm. So when you're able to really feel in tune with your body, then you can also, and you also have the knowledge of, of how this works, you track those biomarkers and you understand your fertility. And it's it's not about having questions. It's actually about being empowered about it. And mm-hmm. I think that those people who say that it won't work, that you'll get pregnant, that it's irresponsible are really dismissing what it actually is and viewing it from the point of just the calendar method or mm-hmm. just the, the, you know, certain tracking methods. But when you're looking at it and you do really understand it, it is such a powerful thing. And that mm-hmm. is to say, you do need to be a lot more responsible if you are using the FEM method. It takes mm-hmm. a lot more of a commitment and you're tracking daily and you're going through a process that's pretty extended to actually learn how to use it. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be able to, to set out your patterns and understand your biomarkers. And that takes some time and that takes a lot of dedication. But the incredible thing about fertility awareness methods is that once you do the work and you do stay committed to it, it is so empowering and not just that you're able to avoid pregnancy, but it also can help increase increase the chance of conception if that's your goal. And it just Mm -hmm. provides so much data about your body that you'll be able to take to your medical professionals to analyze and be like, actually something is wrong because look at what's going on with my menstrual cycle, which is our fifth vital sign. Mm-hmm. And it also mm-hmm. allows us to be so much more in tune with ourselves and and connect to our bodies in ways that I think women crave but are not taught how to actually do. Yeah, absolutely. We're, we are not taught to value our menstruation. We're not taught to value what it says, what it's telling us. It's always something that we try to dress it up really cute or try to get rid of it, you know, just in the packaging of our, our, you know, our pads and our tampons and stuff. It's like always being displayed as something like you can get over it. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. you should own it. It's something that's uniquely created just for us. And, you know, and we should be able to to own it and, and say that, no, it is, it's a marker. It's a sign of our, it's another way for us to be in tune with our bodies and our health. And it should be something very much embraced by more mm-hmm. women. And I, I just love it that you say that, you know, femme isn't easy. It's, it's easy once you get the concept of it, but it is an investment. And who doesn't mm. want to invest in their own bodies and their own health care? Who doesn't want to invest in knowing more about how our bodies work? And, and to be able to predict ovulation, to be able to predict fertility, to be able to have ca- candid conversations with our partners about like, hey, do you know that if we have sex tonight, there's a high possibility that we're going to get pregnant? You know, is that something you want to engage with me in? And and if not, then, you know, let's let's just watch a movie or something like that. But mm-hmm. thank you so much for valuing my body and not treating it like it should be open 24-7 to you. You know, it's so empowering, um, like you said, for women to be able to say, 
and educate our partners and educate the people that we have relationships with and sharing our bodies with. I think that's that's amazing. We've we've had patients that have come in and they want to get off their birth control because it's just not working. You know, I, I remember there was a patient who was a domestic violence victim and her boyfriend actually convinced her or coerced her into getting an IUD and inserted in her. Um, she went to a couple of medical providers and she's this, this amazing, intelligent, beautiful 20 year old girl. And she went to her medical provider and she's like, I need to get this IUD out of me because my, the guy that was abusing me put it in so that he can have sex with me. And now that we are no longer together, it, I'm a, it reminds me every day of his control over me. Mm-hmm. And that's it. It wasn't because it wasn't working for her. It it was just this mental reminder of his control over her body. And the medical provider that she went to before she went to 3W wouldn't take it out. Yeah. They said, oh, what? they would not. They refused to take it out for her. And oh she's, goodness. I know. I mean, I mean, we get these stories all the time. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I, it's, it's not that it's like, I'm not. My body's not rejecting it, you know, but it's like it's like he just has control over my reproductive system and I need to get it out. Can you please? And they're like, oh, no, you're in your 20s. You're going to continue to have sex. It's the best way for birth control for you. So just keep it in. We're not going to pull it out. And so they convinced her to keep it in. I know it was horrifying. And she eventually came to us through, you know, talking to other people because she knew that we pull IUDs out for free. It's something so simple that we can do. It's five minutes, right? If you see the strings, we can pull mm-hmm. it out. And she just sobbed after we pulled it out because it was such a, a it, it was not about the birth control in the sense of controlling her fertility. It was about him. And it mm-hmm. was so empowering for us to experience it. It was so empowering for her to know that there are women still in healthcare that says he does not have control over your body. You mm-hmm. know, you did, you wanted this out and any prof- medical professional out there should have taken it out for you. Of course. Yeah. It's bizarre. It was bizarre to us. And she was like telling us this whole story and just sobbing on her way out mm-hmm. and just so happy that she didn't have to walk around with this, this thing in her that reminded her of this horrible experience that she went through. It, that yeah. that's how birth control could be used and abused in situations like that. And and there's so many different ways that 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 can come about because yes the the boyfriend had this control over her but then her experience in healthcare says that the doctors have control over her and she yeah. doesn't have this bodily autonomy that she deserves. Mm-hmm. And yeah. like it's inc- obviously I would don't even want to say it's incredible that you took it out because it, it just should have been done in yeah. the first place it's just obvious think, <laughs> yeah yes <laughs> and and honestly I had the same experience that my doctor was like no don't take it out that's stupid you're like insulting me to a degree and and yeah and kind of pushing me into this into this way of, of staying on it mm-hmm. and you know and then I think also to tie it back to like education the, the upsetting thing is even when a lot of women if if women are in that position and they do get it taken out and they don't have the knowledge about how their body really works and how to manage their fertility on their own, they still lack this bodily autonomy. Mm-hmm. And that has such far reaching implications. And, you know, I talk a lot about 
phase syncing and how to tailor your, your life to your cycle, because it is so incredible and so impactful. But even in the simple things of women not trusting themselves or not feeling confident in themselves because they have one of the types of PMS that caused them to be irritable or short with people mm-hmm. and then they're guilty mm-hmm. about it. And then, you know, it, it it makes their confidence lower and they're not able to perform at work, which makes them feel guilty. And, and, and it's this tumbleweed. And the average woman will have 451 menstrual cycles in their life spanning 38.5 years which is a massive number. And no matter how much healing you do outside of that, if you're looking at your body and at yourself and looking at your cycle as this negative thing that you dread, Mm -hmm. that you wish it would just go away, that it serves no purpose aside from reproduction, that you're looking at such a significant part of yourself through a negative lens. And it Mm -hmm. is so incredible to see, you know, my clients who are able to become in tune with their body and support their body, just the amount of grace that they are able to give themselves because they're supporting their body. So they're not experiencing a bunch of negative symptoms. And then also they understand how their hormones are working and how their brain structure is changing and how their neurotransmitters change throughout their cycle. And with that knowledge, we're able to kind of take a step back and be like, actually, This can be a superpower because I can leverage these times, you know, menstrual phase, your hormones are at their lowest and you might have brain fog or feel really withdrawn from the world. But if we use that time as a reflective period, it's such an incredible reminder of close that previous cycle, look back, take what you need from that previous cycle, understand what went well, what didn't go well without judgment, look back on Mm -hmm. it and then be Mm -hmm. introspective and understand how to go on into your next cycle and utilize those lessons. And I love living cyclically because it is that reminder to take a pause and to actually understand yourself and and be reflective and be introspective. And Mm -hmm. it's such an incredible way to really connect with yourselves in all facets. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, Nicole, I can listen to you all day talking about (laughs) menstruation. You have such a beautiful way of approaching it because your ability to understand it from such a deep, deep spot, you know, because you've walked through that. You walked through that experience. You've walked through the struggle of trying to understand what's what it is that your body's trying to tell you and being dismissed. And those types of those types of experience, even though they were hard to go through, they're kind of like your battle scars and you're able 100%. to say it. Yeah. You're able to say it in such a beautiful way that I think is going to resonate with so many of our listeners and women out there that are just they're 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 being inundated by the quick fix. They're being Mm -hmm. inundated by you are just like everybody else's body and this is working for everybody else. So shut up and just take this pill or put this, put this implant in you and you can just do whatever. And it's like, okay, you know, there are consequences to what we do and, and how we treat our body and how we approach our body. We are made so beautifully, so uniquely. And how do we protect that? You know, it's, and just breaking down those barriers of what menstrual cycle means, what healthy lifestyle means, what nutrition means, what hormones means, what triggers our hormones to do one thing or another, that all plays into also who we have around us, right? Yes. like our our tribe our community and there's so much like 
negativity <laughs> surrounding menstruation. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Like, yeah, we, we kind of started this new series of like just trying out different menstruation products <laughs> and, and, and seeing if like, you know, sometimes because you, you go down this feminine care aisle in the grocery store mm-hmm. that overwhelms the crap out of me. Cause you're just like, I don't know what to put in me. I don't know if it's like, Oh gosh, new things are coming out about cotton not being good or synthetic stuff. I was like, Oh gosh, it's like a whole nother thing, uh, which I would really love to pick your brain on. But just to just to wrap up our conversation, because I know I'm going to have you back and just talking about this continuously. But what 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 are three tips that you want to give our listeners that you want to give women out there that we can start looking at our menstruation cycle and our and our holistic health kind of in a different paradigm? Like what are three things that we can do now um, that you would suggest? I would say, first of all, let's break out the idea that everything that we hear has something to do with us. And Mm. the fact that a lot of studies that have been done or that women were included in medical studies until 97 or a lot of, a lot of studies that have been done that are quote unquote general knowledge for healthcare have been done on men and postmenopausal women and don't take into consideration our menstrual cycle. So first off is question these things, question them and then find, you know, if it's, if it's me, if it's three W, hopefully it's both. If it's another practitioner, find practitioners that you really trust and that you feel share similar values to you and Mm -hmm. help, like let them help guide you and be open to this other information. Connect yourself with people who are questioning the norms and are not Mm. just sitting down and accepting the fact that what someone tells us is true. Like you should be questioning things, right? Mm -hmm. You should be questioning me. You should be questioning everything because we've been conditioned to believe what we hear. Mm. And unfortunately that can be very limiting. And, you know, going back to having, having a lot of health studies or practitioners tell you to do one thing, like having PCOS and your doctor just tells you to Mm. lose weight. You're like, okay, but also one of the most common symptoms of PCOS is the inability to lose weight. So you're telling me to work out and eat less calories, but that's actually flaring up your PCOS. So it's going to be even harder for you to lose weight. Take a second and, you know, find Find people that you you really connect with, I say would be mm-hmm. the first thing. Find practitioners that you really connect with because we are out there. Yeah. And then also tune into yourself. Mm. We've also been conditioned to, to not listen to our intuition and to not listen to the signs that our body is telling us or thinking that they're normal. Our bodies shouldn't be in pain. Our body shouldn't have all of these negative symptoms. That is a sign. Like your body is constantly talking to you. So start to start to take language lessons about your body, you know, find mm. someone who's who's going to help you truly understand the language of your body. Like, that is one of the, the most important things that I, I feel like I teach my community is just understanding the language of your body. You have a symptom. That symptom is a sign that your body is telling you something is askew. So mm-hmm. what does that symptom mean? What can it be connected with? And also the current healthcare system is very separated. 
You know, mm-hmm. it's you go see an endocrinologist, then you go see a gastroenterologist. Like, and every <laughs> system of your body is thought about separately, but we are yeah. an orchestra and we are one system made up of multiple systems, but all of these different systems really impact each other. So mm-hmm. if you think that, you know, it, it's difficult for a lot of people because they see that they have neurological issues, they have brain fog, they can't focus, you know, they they forget things easily, they have headaches, et cetera, and they think that that's just in the brain, but that can be due to hormones, and your, the effect of hormones on neurotransmitters and on your brain health. And then mm-hmm. you may have disrupted hormones because of your gut health and because you have issues in your gut. So it's so, so important to actually look at our bodies holistically and tune in to these these different systems of our body and look at it from a holistic perspective. And most of the time when you're, when you're given solid information, you're then able to connect those dots and to really mm-hmm. allow your body to talk to you and, and really understand you. Mm-hmm. And so I think it, it is so powerful. And I guess, so that was question everything and, and find someone that you really connect with to help guide you, listen yeah. to yourself and your intuition. And then my yeah. last one would really be to educate yourself on your menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. As women, we're not taught about our menstrual cycles. Educate yourself on, on the menstrual cycle and how each phase fluctuates and how your body needs to be supported differently and you respond differently. So once you do those those three things cohesively, then you're able to listen to your body, know what to do for it, support your systems. And if you do still need attention with a, a healthcare professional, then you're able to be a more active participant in your healthcare because you know the questions to ask. You will yeah. stand stronger with confidence, demanding real care because I mm-hmm. think the care aspect of healthcare has been kind of far removed. So Absolutely. hopefully, yeah. And and find practitioners that you can work with that will also work with your whole healthcare team because mm-hmm. our health is not about ego and about you know, just listen to me and no one else. It's really about find things that work for you and build Mm -hmm. a team and a community and, and a tribe to really help support you. And then once you do that, go and support others with it as well. Awesome. Thank you so much for providing those, you know, words of affirmation, those, those encouraging women to say, you don't have to suffer. Mm-hmm. You, you just don't you just don't it's it's there is a cure or there is a there is a root problem and let's get to it together you do not have to do this alone there are people that are not dismissive there are people that actually really care and you know and you touched on a really important topic about just the medical system being very broken these days it's very revenue driven so there's no time to invest in the people that they're trying to put back together because there's the next person that they need to see and i just can hear from your intentionality that that is not your goal and that is not something that drives your passion on on you know just helping women out there because as as we get healthy as a community 
-hmm. there is less of a burden financially. There's less of like this weight to to have to rely on, you know, government funding or something like that. Mm -hmm. You know, like we can really pull each other up and embrace each other and have accountability for each other as just people living next to each other, right? Just another human being to another human being. And that's so beautiful. And that's so much more needed these days, post COVID, post all of these things (laughs) that have really taken us, dissected us into our own little compartments. But thank you so much, Nicole. Thank you so much for your your wise words and your ability to just beautifully package what you do into a nice little present that's enjoyable. How can people reach out to you? How What's a good way to get in touch with you if they're interested in learning more? Sure. Thank you. All of my all of my information is on my social media. So on okay. Instagram and TikTok at Nicole.Bendayan. And then you can also visit thesyncsociety.com. And I have tons of resources that hopefully I will be able to help you with. And please reach out. I yes. love to to interact with my community and to be there and be supportive and direct you toward resources, whether or not it's me. Awesome. Awesome. We'll have all that information in the description of our podcast. It's going to be on Facebook and all of our social media platforms as well. But thank you so much, Nicole, for your time. And it's so thank refreshing to speak me. to... It's so refreshing to speak to someone that gets it. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely. (laughs) That resonates. Yeah. 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 Well, thank you so very much. I know we'll be, you know, in touch again about just different topics about women's reproductive health. Um, It's been so wonderful to talk to you and just getting your perspective. I appreciate that. Wonderful. Thank you so very much. For more information about 3W, please visit our website at 3wmedical.org. That's the number three, the letter W, medical.org. From there, you can learn more information about the services we provide. Book an appointment or make a donation if you'd like to support our mission. You can also call our office at 206-588-0311. That's 206-588-0311. If you like this episode, please share it with others and consider subscribing on your favorite podcast platform so you never miss an episode. Thank you so much for listening. And until next time, stay healthy and be well.